Welcome to the Dead Harvey Podcast. This is the place for indie horror filmmakers and fans. We have fun promoting and celebrating indie horror, do interviews, deep dives, and even include some educational material. In a flophouse, three stoners are looking for the ultimate high. Large bong for sale. Recently deceased owner claims it was possessed. Because if there's one thing this pad is lacking, it's a killer fucking bong, man. Okay, Kelly Shaw, great to have you back. Today we are going to be talking about a movie I can't believe that we haven't seen before. Evil Bong. <laughs> yeah, it makes me never want to use the bong again, having watched the show. There's, uh, apparently, they made seven more. Of the, was it six or seven more of these? I'd have to look it up, but like, um, I think there's like right around seven at least. So the first Evil Bong was made in 2006. And Tubi, where we saw it from, it's got a, it's got a, it's a whole full moon section. And there was a, lots of Evil Bong selections in there. And this movie, I gotta say, turned out to be a surprisingly good movie. Uh, Evil Bong, for those who don't know, is about straight-laced nerd Alistar. Moves into a college dorm with hardcore marijuana users Brett, Larnell, and Bachman. Larnell orders an old giant bong that proves to have strange magical powers. When smoked, said bong sends a person to a bizarre, drugged-out alternate realm from which there is no easy escape. So, Kelly, initial reactions to Evil Bong? My first reaction is people roll your own joints. That way you won't get the evil, use the evil bong. That's a good point. That's definitely a good point. Well, and you could necessarily, not necessarily, you have to distrust a talking bong, but definitely distrust an evil talking bong. <laughs> <laughs> However, I will say that, like, even though the evil bong is dangerous and does take people out, at least they have a good time on the way out. So basically what happens is that, like, these, this nerd goes to this place to get an apartment and, of course, all his potential roommates are stoners, big-time stoners. One guy who was, like, sort of like a jock, and he failed his drug test, so things did not work out for him. So now he's hanging out with his, with these fellow stoners. Another guy's hanging out in a bathrobe, and he's kind of paranoid. And then another guy is straight up, like, Jim Brewer um, from Half-Baked, the super stone guy that's talking about all the, the snacks he's going to get. Remember that? He's like, let's get some Twinkies, man, and some, uh, let's make like five nachos, and then let's order out for another place to get like five, six burgers, and then he's everything that you can think of. Yes, let's do that, Brad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, oh, oh, you were talking to the audience. You were, I thought you were talking to me. You got this super nerd that's mixing with all these stoners, and the nerd, of course, hasn't smoked weed before. What I will say, Kelly, is that this movie is inspired by, as many other movies have been inspired by, is a special plant that the good Lord put on this earth to make people appreciate the vastness of the universe and cartoons and puppets and food and then pass out. You can't hear it, but I'm crying right now. Well said, Brad. There's varying degrees of quality with full moon movies. This one I was just expecting to be kind of like, uh, they're not really going to try. It'll just They'll just sort of exploit the concept, uh, which they do. But which is great about this movie is that for indie filmmakers, 
they do a couple things really well. So Charles Band, who of course has been in this game for a while, he's sort of like the Kevin Feige of the low budget full moon universe. He knows his audience. So this for stoners that are watching this or late at night when you're watching it or you're just looking for something kind of fun uh, to have a good time when you're watching, this is this is a great movie. And it it's not one that, like a lot of these low budget movies can be really boring. Like they'll have a great concept or whatnot, but they'll just bore the shit out of you or you'll laugh for the first 10 minutes and then all of a sudden you'll you'll be bored and you'll check out. This movie actually keeps you interested all the way through and and unlike a lot of movies that come out now, it's not three hours. The great thing that Full Moon does is they make their, their movies are rarely ever over an hour and a half. Usually they're like barely on the line of like 70 or 80 minutes, which is perfect for if you're if you're just wanting to watch something for a little bit and have fun. When you're in an alternate realm. Again, well said, Brad. I always wanted to be in a podcast because my mom, when I was growing up in the 70s, before we had podcasts, she said, Kelly, you got a face for radio. And I never (laughs) understood what she was talking about. She's saying that you have a great voice. That's what she was saying. I would hope so. I I would hope so. Damn it. The hell were we talking? Oh, I was explaining the plot. Okay. Just a second. I have to talk to my brain and see if it's going to work for me. There's going to be a little bit of a delay. I'm sorry. I must have had your brain there for a minute. Let me pass it off. Please pass back that eighth of the brain that's left. Because we do share the same brain a lot of times. Oh, yes. Okay. All right. So anyways, these stoners and their new nerd friend look in one of the most prestigious magazines ever, High Times. And they find this advertisement for a special bong that'll get you a high unlike anything you've ever had before. So they, of course, they of course, order it, and then um, all kinds of chaos ensues, but really fun chaos. And what I, what I dug about this movie a lot is that, well, the, it just had fun with, like, the concept of it. And the whole movie kind of, for indie filmmakers, the whole movie takes place basically in an apartment and a strip club. So they're being very economical with their locations and being very smart about it. That's the thing is like a lot of people when they make indie movies, they try to do stuff in a lot of different locations or get like really ambitious, which is great. But it just causes a lot of complications when making the movie. So Charles Band, since he's making shit for a while now, he's got a formula locked in. So you don't need more than a couple of locations if you have a really good concept and you execute it well. So Full Moon at times, the how well they execute stuff varies. But this time... A lot of things, like a lot of the elements came into play. The stars aligned for this movie. I can't speak for the sequels, but I think that a lot of things really worked well for this movie. Kelly? There's a lot to unpack there, especially when you've... Uh, this this show should blow your mind, and you should be afraid of bongs after this show. That's all I'm going to say. The bong is a female, and she she gets them super high... And she takes them, it kind of looks like she's sucking their soul into the bong. So like this smoke cloud comes out. Oh, oh man. And then it tells me, that, can I borrow that part of the brain again? Um, yeah, sure. Okay. Let me pass it over to you. Consider it passed. Thank you. Okay. So, start at the brain. So, these, so the nerds and the stoners... <laughs> It's going to be like the longest explanation for what happens in the movie. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get to the end of it now. So the nerds and the stoners, they order this bong. They don't read any reviews off of Amazon before they order it. No, High Times. They order it from High Times. 
it gets there and then it takes them and then they get really high after they after they smoke out of it and it takes them to this this realm that they can't escape from save some of the end of that yeah probably or just a little bit oh we're just pouring out yeah, yeah. Little, you know hey. yeah, let's, let's kill it yeah yeah just go kill yeah. It, kill yeah go nap the rest go nap the rest Dang, okay you're good you okay there we go <laughs> now i gotta think about the plot of this movie again <laughs> wow that's because you're all fucked up brad no we're completely sober when we're talking about this movie that's right that's right yeah. we are not in the bong realm uh, <laughs> uh so basically like the main no end- you're not in the bong realm the main villain of this movie, this evil bong named Evie, and she kind of sounds like Wheezy from the Jeffersons, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> so, but basically, or I mean, she may be evil, but at least her plan for it to take out the world is kind of fun, because she just wants to. She wants everybody on the planet to get stoned. And just stay in this stoner realm and be stoned nonstop. Every hour of the day, every day of the week. That's her plan for world domination. The whole planet stoned at the same time. Think of the munchies. (laughs) You know you want some. Think of the universal harmony. I mean, wouldn't that be kind of like, okay, so her plan is... She's going to, well, I, I guess she's going to get rid of your free will or when she takes this bong realm when you're trapped in there. But it's not like you're being tortured. You're in a strip club and you're really, really high and you talk to a lot of B-movie celebrities. Because <laughs> all the characters from the, the Full Moon Extended Universe show up here. So, I mean, I don't, I think that like a lot of people that would be maybe like at least somewhat their idea of a, of a Nirvana. So I, I'd say that like the evil bong is mischaracterized as being a villain. I think I think her heart's in the right place. Well, if we were all just stoned the entire time, wouldn't it be a more? Wouldn't it be a better world? <laughs> okay, Kelly. I think it's time that we talked about what we learned lessons that we learned from this movie. Oh yes. <laughs> when things get dangerous, it can help to have a sober person around, and somebody that has an extensive vocabulary. Absolutely, yeah. When things get dangerous... Oh, wait, I already said that. Uh, re- damn it, Brad, I'm not a sound engineer. Oh, sorry, oh, oh Damn okay. it, Bob. Bobby. Read reviews before ordering online. Very important. <laughs> if they, There had to have been at least one bad review of this bong. I guess you would have to survive after smoking out of it. But if you did, if somebody survived, somebody's a real pain in the ass for this bong to kill and they survived, they came back... They're definitely dropping a bad review for this thing. So, yeah. So, read reviews before you order. Uh, behave yourself for at least three weeks before taking a drug test. That's a very good very good advice. Yeah, it's always good advice. Yeah, you got to let the California sober go through over. <laughs> I like that. Uh, women love messy living spaces. Uh, yeah, my ex-wife did like messy places, Brad. Thank you for uh, reminding me. <laughs> that was a joke. Um, I thought it, I thought what was funny, though, is that the... Um, so these women come over to their place, and there's just shit, like, all over the place. There's just shit thrown everywhere. And then they make fun of them and stuff. The guys clean the place. They don't tell them they're going to clean the place before they come back, but they still come back. Although... 
when they came back after they cleaned up their their uh, place, they didn't get yelled at as much. Well, actually, the girl smoked out of the bong and then and then tried to take advantage of them, which I was very offended by. Oh, crap. That's all I can say. Brad, it's all you. It's okay. all you. Okay. Uh, as tempting as it is, keep your distance. Oh, wait. I guess this we got to say this first one here. Evil bongs are a portal to strip clubs. Um, and then after that, of course, this one ties into it. As tempting as it is, keep your distance from skull bras, lip bras, and shark bras with glowing red eyes. Three people in this movie did not learn from that lesson. Uh, I'm sorry. Was that strip club uh, independently owned or was it a franchise? <laughs> That's an inside joke. <laughs> we we had a, we have a mutual friend that talks like the nerd does in this movie. He, <laughs> he over explains and analyzes everything. And so we just started laughing immediately when watching it. No names, but that was totally a friend of ours back in the day. So when he's meeting the girls, his his friends are more uh, much more like uh, they they have much less social um, fear than than this nerd does. So when they when they bring the girls over, the nerd is like, "Oh, in what field of study might you be encountering at the university this semester?" Like that kind of shit, <laughs> like the way that he talks to him. And it's funny because when the girls go into the the place and there's shit everywhere, the, and there's like crap strung everywhere, the girls like start making fun of them. But then when they come back after the after everybody cleans up the place, uh, one girl this all of a sudden develops this nerd fetish. So before she made fun of him, this nerd has an accident with the laundry machine machine or something, where he gets like all the soapy water around his crotch region. So he's made fun of by both these girls, and then all of a sudden when they come back. This girl has a nerd fetish. And the nerd is just like every, all of the luck of the Irish are with him this time. Which did, Now, that part of the movie made no sense to me. But the parts where they came in and they made fun of him, that, that part, that, yeah, yes, that was accurate. Okay, moving on. Um, your chances of scoring increase if one of your roommates dies. <laughs> That's Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This this show reminded me of that in a way. You gotta you, you're gonna have to watch this first episode, which again, oh god, snubbed at the Oscars. Brilliant performances by some young actors and actresses. Crazy. Brad, your thoughts? Yeah, well, there's got to be like some kind of low budget version of the Oscars because. They got the low-budget version that's called the Razzies, where they make fun of all the actors and say you did so bad. But there's got to be like a, hey, you put in, you made like a very entertaining movie here. You made a very great, like funny, low-budget, entertaining movie as a horror movie. And you knew the genre. There needs to be a particular award for this. I mean, I guess like Fangora's got their award stuff, but there needs to be like the horror kind of Oscars or whatnot. This would fit into the horror comedy category. Um but but yeah no it absolutely needs to have because the because the actors they chose for this had a lot more life and personality than a lot of these low budget movies so I mean they did a great job they were very into it that guy that was I mean I thought everybody it was really funny the the guy that was everybody knows the guy like this or grew up with the guy like this that's like the Shaggy or the Jim Brewer character from Half Baked the guy that's just so stoned 
There's never a moment like the E doesn't the evil bong doesn't even need to do anything to this guy because he's already high I'm every sorry, hour of the Brad, day. Were you talking about uh, too high? Yeah, I'm saying this guy was like this guy should have been the new like leader of the bong realm universe because he was high way before evil bong came around. And there was never a moment of the day when when she wasn't around. So there's nothing that she can really do to make him. Stoned more of the time than he already was. So I, I would think that some people would have like immunity to this, sort of like a, a zombie outbreak, right? And you have an immunity to the virus. So if the world is overtaken, like if the evil bong overtakes the world and everybody goes to that bong realm, but there are some people on this planet that are so high and so stoned and have such a, a tolerance built up that it doesn't even affect them. They're already on that version of the bong realm universe is already here. So they can't show, she can't take him there. They're immune to her uh, powers. Oh, holy shit. That is like, hey, man, infinity and beyond. Let's go. Pack your bags. <laughs> yeah. Um, partying with an evil bong may be lethal, but at least you'll have a good time on the way out. We talked about that one. Uh, make sure your worst... Oh, wait. Make sure your most important possessions are away from your spouse before getting a divorce. <laughs> I, damn. Why am I laughing? It's true. I, I know from for a fact that that's absolutely true. I mean, that's kind of the whole setup of this movie that Tommy Chong's wife sells this bong and she is all pissed off at him. And so, she, so you know, you got to... Know where all your things are before you decide to make that decision. Uh, it'll be much easier for you in the long run. <laughs> but I, I got to say that, like, Tommy Chong, his cameo, this is, like, the perfect cameo for uh, for Tommy Chong. We grew up watching those Cheech and Chong movies, and they're on, like, Netflix and Peacock and stuff now, so if you get a chance to watch them, because they're great. Uh, but it's funny. It was really funny to see, because, like, the, the whole part of where this movie like started was about a bong being shipped to these nerds and then having them go to the bong realm and all this crazy shit happened. But that's actually parallels the story that happened to Tommy Chong in real life, because in real life he had like an FBI entrapment where he was shipping. I think it was like his son or I think it was his son or something like that. That was, they had like a smoke shop. So they were selling paraphernalia. They weren't even selling actual weed, but he sold like a bong or something like that. And he, oh. and he shipped it and it shipped out of state lines so the FBI entrapped him and he went to jail. So, of course, Tommy Chong like wrote the book about it and every, about his jail experience and everything. But the setup of the movie is kind of like that. Like the reason all this shit is happening is because Tommy Chong's bong has gotten out of his possession. Holy shit. I'm high. Yeah. That makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. It's great, too. It's a great book, too. The, the book that Tommy Chong wrote in prison. I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's pretty cool. But, yeah, I mean, that he spent, like, I think he spent almost a year in prison, at least, like, nine months, just for shipping a bong without weed outside of state lines. If he just would have held off a couple of years. <laughs> Dude! <laughs> but it was one of those weird things where, like, the FBI, they had a plant in there. It was that they were calling his shop because they because basically he was speaking out against whoever the president was at the time. Or he was, he was, he was speaking out to make weed legalized at the time. I think it was stuff like that. And so the government was not very happy with him. 
So they kind of had a plant come in and, and have the guy say, well, what kind of stuff you guys have and can you sell it? This guy would call several times asking to ship the bong out of state lines. And the kid gave in finally because he kept calling all the time and his guy seemed like he was legit, but it was a plant just to put Tommy Chong in prison. Bastards. Anyways, we're living in a more civilized world now. Um, okay, so... Oh, here's <laughs> two more things. Tommy Chong can weed shame like no one else. There's a, there's a part in this movie where, where the nerd smokes weed for the first time, and it's like that scene in Animal House where um, Thomas Hulse is there in front of Donald Sutherland. Donald Sutherland's giving him the weed, and then he just like starts acting like a moron, and Donald Sutherland's like, yeah, you're doing it right. Just try not to drool so much on the end of it. But it's the the weed virgin kind of thing. And Tommy, when the nerd smokes, Tommy Chong gives him this disapproving glance. That's just hilarious. That made me laugh. It's You know, whenever you get weed shamed, if you create a, a faux pas when you're smoking somewhere, you'll get that look. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Did you say weed shame? Yeah. You should never. Should never uh, weed shame or should you should weed never. Weed shame. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you why. I'm like, the whole world needs to just get stoned for a day and then we can all just sit down and talk to each other you know what i'm saying there's some shrooms would be good too but that's besides the point i agree yeah you'd see more of these puppets and stuff if you had those yes buy the world some weed and we can live together in harmony substitute that famous coca-cola song okay so last uh lesson learned from the new modern classic evil bong is Full Moon is doing a better job with its extended universe than Marvel is now. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Full Moon. You're doing way better than Disney. I love you guys so much, man. Keep it up. (laughs) Great. Okay, all right. So that's it for for this uh, episode of the Dead Harvey Podcast. Okay. you know, depending on your outlook, um, be cautious or be happy that an evil bong arrives in the mail. All right. And until next time, see you on Dead Harvey Podcast. <laughs>